Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm ready! Alrighty then. What is up, my millennial fam? Giacomo Thalay here with another installment of Believe in Millennial Nostalgia. Now, I know a lot of us are feeling the effects of this global pandemic. I originally wasn't going to ever address it on my show um, in favor of keeping things light, but that's just the reality we face. People are having to stay home, keeping their social distances, and... We can't go to our favorite places. Personally, one of my favorite places to go to on a weekly basis is the movie theaters. But it's better to be safe within our own homes. That's just what we're facing right now. There's plenty of alternatives. Recently, a lot of theatrical releases are getting video on demand, where you can use any sort of online video streaming service to either rent or purchase these movies. I'm saying all this to get to my point. While yes, this is very convenient, There was something charming about actually leaving your home to go and rent a movie. And during these times where we can't leave our homes to have these kinds of outings, I kind of felt like I would take this as an opportunity to take you back to a, well, I don't want to say simpler time. Things weren't necessarily simpler. But if you grew up in the 90s, it felt that way. And just a simple trip to your local video rental store, if you were like me, was a mini adventure within itself. So I'd like to take you all on a nostalgic field trip um, from the comfort of your own home or wherever you're listening to this. One of the most iconic places in all of 90s and early 2000s nostalgia has to be arguably or not even arguably. I'm not going to argue with you because it just is block Buster video. Now, even as a kid, I loved watching movies. I loved going to them. I loved even just talking about them as a child. So Blockbuster to me was like Disneyland down the street because I could just go in there and immerse myself in all of this cinematic greatness. Normally, my show is a little more structured. Um, I kind of plan these things out with my notes. But today's topic came to me literally right before I hit the record button. I was going to record a topic about something else. I had a page full of notes about a totally different topic, um, which I will get to probably next week or the week after. But it was this one that came to me when I saw a Blockbuster commercial as I was doing my research for the topic. The perfect video store. Welcome to Blockbuster Video. Is popping up all over the country. There's one near you. And I was like, that that's what I miss. I miss that. And this is something that I've been saying long before the nation went into quarantine. This is something that I've missed for years. There are so few video rental stores still out there because of things like Redbox or Netflix or the video on demand streaming services. Blockbuster first arrived on the scene in the late 80s with the advent of VHS tapes. Um, They were, like, super expensive to buy, like, just off the shelves. Imagine, like, the price that you pay for a new Xbox One or PS4 game on the day of release. That was probably comparable to how much you were going to be paying for a VHS copy of, like, Batman Returns or something like that. 
So the alternative would be like if people didn't want to necessarily own that film, why not just rent it? And that's where Blockbuster came into play. And I'm not going to go into the whole history of Blockbuster. What my focus here is today is my personal memories that I'm going to share with you in hopes that maybe you had these memories. And it's almost like taking you on a field trip back in time to the halls and halls of VHS tapes and eventually DVDs and video games that filled Blockbuster videos. So like I said before, I don't really have any notes for this one. It's going to be a lot more stream of consciousness, so bear with me. I went to Blockbuster so much. I personally still have dreams, vivid dreams, of going to Blockbuster and renting movies and seeing what else they had. You know, you, if you were watching TV as frequently as I did, you would see commercials uh, similar to this one saying when your favorite video was going to be coming out at Blockbuster. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, from director Ang Lee, a tale of romance, revenge, and redemption. Blockbuster, the best way to DVD. And they mostly came out on Tuesdays. So on Tuesday, you would go to your Blockbuster, and they had racks upon racks and racks on racks on racks of videotapes. And you would have the main cover, like, right in front to show you what the movie was. Say you were going to go rent Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. Uh, you would see the hard shell cover of it right in the front. And then in the back, there would be an additional videotape. And it had like the iconic like blue VHS design. And the yellow letters that said Blockbuster. And the greatest joy of your evening was going in there, finding the movie that you set in there to get, and having that tape behind the main cover. And the worst thing that could happen is the polar opposite, where you would walk in looking for the movie that you want to watch, and you find the tape there, you find the cover. So part one is already done. You've already completed that much of your quest. But when you, you know, pull that aside, and then there's nothing there, that's when you got to start worrying. So you go up to the employee at the front desk and you ask, hey, are there any copies of Rugrats in Paris or Matilda that you have behind the counter? They go, let me check. And they go through the, you know, the videos that haven't been put out on display yet versus like the videos that have just come in and you're just like hoping and you're hoping and sometimes they'll have it up there and then it's just like whoo false alarm we got this other times you're less fortunate um i don't know about everybody's blockbusters i don't know if all of them did this but at least for ours if they didn't have the movie that you wanted you could call like in advance and if they had it they would hold it for like i don't know 30 minutes or an hour but let's just say you did get your tape awesome and another one of the great feelings that you would get is when you would open the videotape and it was already rewound. That was the piece de resistance. Like, I don't know if y'all remember the slogan, be kind, rewind. Um, it's just a common courtesy. When you're finished with your movie, please rewind it. They even had separate like machines that that was their sole purpose. That was what they were made for, just to rewind tapes. I remember I had one. It was in the shape of a car. It was really badass. In that way, you didn't have to put extra strain on your VCR. Did it hurt the VCR? Not so much. 
but over time, it probably would wear it down. Hence where the video rewind machines came into play. I believe some Blockbuster videos had like machines in-house where they would rewind it themselves, but I know I've been to a few where they didn't. And it also depended where you went because there was Blockbuster video and I'm not sure if this was like a nationwide thing. I'm sure it was. Um, we have something called Hollywood Video here in California. And Hollywood Video was the prime competitor to Blockbuster. It was had a similar feel. Um, I believe the prices were about the same. But I always liked Blockbuster more. One, because it was down the street. I could just walk there. And two, it was the first one I knew. It was the first one that I grew up with. Eventually, when Blockbuster wouldn't have the video that I wanted, eh, then I would take a trip over to the Hollywood Video. But for the most part, Blockbuster remained top dog because you couldn't even just rent movies there. They also had a wide variety of video games. I remember when I got the PlayStation and the N64, um, I didn't always want to buy games or ask my dad to buy me a game. Sometimes I wanted to test it out first, see if I even like it. So that's when I would go to Blockbuster and I would rent the game there. You get like five days with it. It was a good enough time frame for you to test it out. And the beauty of it is if you had a memory card, you could save your progress from the rental. And if you like the game enough, go and buy it and just pick up where you left off. That is beautiful. The only thing you couldn't do that with was the N64 games because that's just how they were built. Uh, some of the games that I would rent would already have save files on it. If I wanted to see what came up later in the game, maybe I would, you know, toy around with somebody else's save file and see where they were at. But for the most part, I would like to start from the beginning. I remember one of the things when Donkey Kong 64 came out, you needed like the yellow expansion pack for it to work on your N64. I couldn't just buy the cartridge and have it play normally. No, I had to buy the rumble pack. And Blockbuster was so nice, they would include the rumble pack in your rental. So that was the only way I was able to rent Donkey Kong 64. Uh, same thing with Pokemon Stadium. There was this really cool option where you could play with the Pokemon that you caught on your Game Boy Color games. And you would put the cartridge in the adapter attach that to your remote, and then upload all the Pokemon that were on your Game Boy. It was so cool. Speaking of Pokemon games at Blockbuster, do y'all remember the Pokemon Snap machines? Uh, Pokemon Snap was this game on N64, which really predated a lot of games now. Like, I'm playing Animal Crossing New Horizons right now on my Switch, and they have a really cool option where you can, like, put your characters in different positions and pull out a camera, a virtual camera, and either record footage or take photos of your villager doing whatever they're doing. And you can put them in different positions. You could invite friends over, take pictures with them. That is something that I, to my knowledge, seems to have really started with Pokemon Snap. All you need is Pokemon Snap, the first Pokemon game for N64. Find them, frame them, and shoot. You can even bring your Snap cartridge to a participating Blockbuster video and print out stickers of your favorite. The whole point of that game was you would be carted around, you would interact with Pokemon, and then he would take their pictures. And then, like, Professor Oak would review them and say, oh, that's good. And they had these machines in Blockbuster where not only could you play the game in store to see if you want to rent it, but the photos that you took on the in-store console, you could print those out. You could print out little pictures of the Pokemon that you took photos of. And I always thought that was so cool. Um... I don't know how much these go on eBay. I'm going to like pause the podcast right now and check that out. 
$12,000. Someone out there on Facebook is selling a Pokemon Snap kiosk for over 12 Gs. I wouldn't pay for that, but that just goes to show you how much not only that machine is worth, but just like the memories that go behind it. I would, if I just had an excess of money and could have a Pokemon Snap station in my house, you know I would. Um, but I'm not going to do that. Not for 12 Gs. The other thing that they would sell, they would sell like movie merch. And as a little kid, like I liked the plush toys. I liked the action figures. So whenever there was a new movie that I wanted to see that was coming out, um, I went to Blockbuster and usually they would have the merch there, which I thought was awesome. I had like so many Rugrats, like plushes from Blockbuster. Um, I don't know, this is like a really obscure reference, so pardon me if I'm the only one who remembers this from childhood, but Blockbuster used to like exclusively carry these videotapes, The Adventures of Timmy the Tooth. Get ready to make some new friends as MCA Universal Home Video brings you The Adventures of Timmy the Tooth. And long story short, it was like this puppet show where a tooth and his pet toothbrush would go on adventures and like his enemy was like a cavity or something like that. As a kid, I loved that. It doesn't really bear much like nostalgic value now, um, but just knowing how much I liked it as a kid, um, you know, it connects to me personally. And that was like the only place I ever found like a plush toy of Timmy the Tooth was at a Blockbuster. And that was like one of my favorite toys as a little kid. And not only did they have merch, they had some pretty bomb food. You all remember that? Like, yeah, sure, you could go to the store and you could buy the bags of popcorn that you put in your microwave, pop, pop, pop. You got fuel for your movie. But nothing quite beats a big bucket of popcorn that you buy from a concession stand at any of your regular movie theaters. Blockbuster would sell the same types of buckets with the corn and butter oil already at the bottom of the bucket. So when you put it in the microwave, it just pops right away. You pull it out of the microwave and you have a fresh, well, maybe not fresh. It's, you know, it's still a little processed or whatever. But you still had a bucket of popcorn to go with your movie. And I always thought that was so cool. I've seen them still to this day at some stores, but it was just so cool that it was like conveniently there while you're renting a movie. That's something that you can't get from streaming. You ever turn on one of your streaming sites and they offer you a bucket of popcorn to go along with your movie? No, they're selfish. Some of the blockbusters I would go to would have like reels of trailers that would show on their TVs um, in-house. So you could be kind of in there perusing and if you're like not sure about whether or not this Steven Seagal movie is gonna be worth your $4.99, you could look up and they showed you a quick preview. Uh, back then, we didn't have phones. We couldn't check IMDb Rotten Tomatoes or look at the trailer on YouTube. What we had were the little monitors inside of all the blockbusters. We would just look up and wait until the trailer for the movie that we were about to rent showed up. Now, this one really only applies to Hollywood video. I don't remember Blockbuster necessarily having this one, but some of them would have like catalogs with the upcoming release dates for the month. So you would have the movie, a synopsis, what it was rated, what the general like critic consensus is, and then the release date. And I know I would collect these like little pamphlets. I wish I still had them because they, they just bring me such like nostalgic peace of mind. And it was cool. Like, I don't know, something as, as like kind of mundane as a company catalog 
really like takes me back. If I can find any of these online, I'll I'll sift through them. I really like those. I'm also a big collector of films, uh, DVDs, videotapes, Blu-rays. And after a few weeks of being on the shelf, some of these stores would sell them at a discounted price. And that's when I would swoop on in. Sometimes they would have like three for 30 deals. You get like three movies at $10 a pop. And like some of these movies were costing like $20 new just on their own. So that's when I would like kind of swoop in and and get a lot of these movies. Um, a lot of the movies that are just sitting on my DVD shelf now still have the previously owned sticker from Blockbuster or Hollywood Video. Unless it was a movie that I was like, oh, I need to get like the collector's edition. I would do my shopping at Blockbuster or Hollywood Video. I loved it. So before I leave you today, um, I wanted to try something out. This is just an idea that just came to my head. I want to try a guided meditative trip through the halls of Blockbuster Video. So I know things are stressful right now, and there's a lot going on in the world, but I invite you to join me to close your eyes and sit back wherever you're at, unless you're driving. Please don't do that. Keep your eyes on the road. Stop it. Just turn off this podcast. I'm distracting you. Um, But otherwise, if you're in the safety and comfort of your own home, please join me on a trip to Blockbuster Video. It's a Friday night. School's done for the week. There's no homework. No worries. Saturday morning cartoons are going to be coming on tomorrow, but you want something to watch tonight. You think, well, Space Jam sounds good. I really want to see Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan play an intergalactic basketball tournament in the center of the Earth, which happens to be where the Looney Tunes live, but I digress. That's the movie you want to watch tonight. So you ask your mom or your dad or your guardian, hey, can we go rent a movie? To which they reply, sure, why not? So you get in the car, you buckle up, and this impending feeling of joy starts to grow and grow as the car trip goes on and on until you finally make a stop in the parking lot and are welcomed by the bright yellow neon sign reading Blockbuster. You enter the doors and are greeted by a sweaty teenager with acne. Welcome to Blockbuster! Thank you, kind sir. Thank you. You walk forward, and you peruse the various aisles. You see something in your peripheral vision. It is a popcorn bucket. There is not yet popcorn filling it, but you know by the night's end, there will be. So you ask your guardian, can I please have this bucket of popcorn? To which they reply, no! You got food at home! To which you reply, Please, please, can I have the popcorn? To which they reply, Ah! Okay. And you get it, and you're so overjoyed. You're elated. But you don't lose sight of why you were there in the first place. You are there for the jam. The slam jam. So off to the kids and family section you go. The videos, they are categorized alphabetically. And having just aced your vocabulary test in school this week, you know that Space Jam begins with 
the letter S. You head over there, and you find it. You find the clamshell VHS cover of Michael Jordan holding all of the Looney Tunes in a circle as alien hands grab at him. But wait, is there a videotape behind it? Will you be watching Space Jam tonight? I'm here to tell you, my friend, that your efforts have been fruitful. You will be watching Space Jam tonight. When you get it, you open up the tape just to make sure it's inside. And sure enough, it is. An added bonus, you notice that the spool of film within the VHS tape is all wound up to the left, meaning that someone who watched Space Jam before you was kind enough to rewind. And for that, we express gratitude. You hand the videotape to your parent or guardian, to which they reply, Haven't you seen this already? To which you reply, Yes, but I like it. And the sweaty teenager scans the Blockbuster membership card that your guardian has given over to them. As you're walking out the front door with Space Jam in one hand and an empty, but not empty for very long, bucket of popcorn in your other hand, you look back and you smile, seeing the abundance of other videotapes that will be there waiting for you to return. In your mind, they smile at you and wave, knowing that you soon will be back. And you look back at them and smile, kindly, knowing that you will return to them because you love being inside a blockbuster video. And also, Space Jam is due back in about three days, and you don't want to get yelled at for, you know, having a late fee. You turn around, get back in your car seat, put on your seatbelt, and head home. I now invite you to open up your eyes again, unless you don't want to. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. So hopefully that brings you some sort of like nice memories of Blockbuster Video. There's a couple other places that I do want to talk about again in future episodes. Uh, I want to take you on a virtual trip to Toys R Us and Circuit City and some of those places. So if you like today's podcast format and want to hear me do some more in the future, you can always reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at G-I-A-C-O-M-O-T-H-I-L-L-E-T. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook under that same handle. And also be sure to follow Believe Podcasts on all your social media networks. That's at B-L-E-A-V Podcast. Also remember that Millennial Nostalgia is available on all of your favorite podcast networks. I'm talking about Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. And also check out all of the other podcasts on Believe. They have some really dope podcasts, whether you're into sports or pop culture. And again, from the bottom of my heart, I do hope all of you out there are staying as safe and healthy as you possibly can. And I will definitely keep everyone in the world, you know, in my deepest thoughts and prayers during these times. And any way that I can help bring some enjoyment through this podcast, um, I am, you know, I'm honored to do so. So thank you again for tuning into Millennial Nostalgia on the Believe Podcast Network. I'll be here next Throwback Thursday with an all-new episode. Thanks again. Have a great and safe week.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.